and welcome back to another episode of Unordinary Sisters. My name is Jenny, and I'm once again joined by my sister Lauren. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing well, Jenny. Thanks for having me, as always. Yeah, so today we are going to review the mid-season two finale of Unordinary. We're going to analyze it and offer our thoughts and speculate a little bit, as usual. Uh, Unordinary is expected to return to wrap up season two in late 2021. So I don't know if that means like fall or the beginning of winter of this year, but regardless, we'll be there. So, um, and that's, so we're up to episode. I know you said it's a mid season two finale. That's episode 234, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So everybody just know if you haven't read up to there, spoilers. So what does that mean? We ran from... I think the season one finale was 156, I think. So, what is that? That's like 80 chapters. Yeah, yeah. It's like 160 and 160. So, I guess we're going to be around 320 or so. So, we got almost another 100 episodes. And I'm wondering if we're going to have a season three. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I tend to feel like they should graduate and then go off and take care of ember or whatever no but, because arlo would leave arlo and Cecilia i know i know that means arlo and Cecilia. but it sounds like arlo is maybe gonna join the authorities that's interesting i didn't think about that well okay but we can't have a time lapse yet like i wonder because john still needs to i think build that relationship between i don't know like like eisen arlo remy like he's right. got to fix his relationship with everyone yes. else and build that network first yes. and also seraphine is in the middle of some stuff right now yeah so, and we're gonna get on we're gonna get into that a little bit um so anyways uh, let's just continue so we have a lot to cover and a ton to unpack um i thought uruchan really went hard with this one in my opinion like she really laid out a bunch of stuff you know i feel like usually with these episodes we got like two scenes Per episode or like three maybe this right. one we had like five i swear like so much was going down um and we saw like every character pretty much um so in other words there's been a lot of more information released to readers so we have a lot more room to speculate uh so just like a quick like table of contents of what we're about to uh cover and like always guys you know viewer discretion is advised you know like if you haven't read up to the most recent fast pass episode like lauren mentioned 234 we strongly suggest that you do so before listening to this episode because it's totally gonna spoil you all right so i think the first thing we're gonna talk about is the authorities we're kind of just gonna go in chronological order of what was mentioned in the episode because i feel like that was perfect like it kind of just set it up perfectly so we're gonna talk about the authorities um we're gonna talk about the state of the school uh what's going on with John and Serafina, what's going on with Doc, um, and I guess like the other students, uh, what's changed. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about next gen and by association, I guess the authorities, um, and also John's mom, Jane, that'll be kind of our final thing. So first, the first scene we have is the Bureau of Authority, AKA the authorities. So we got some new info released about some particular characters and also some implications of how the authorities are going to act in the near future. So Cassandra, uh, Cassandra, interestingly, if you're a, you know, a Hawkeye reader, you'll know that she was revealed in the side story released during the seasonal hiatus. This was, I think it was, I don't know if it's called side story or like Ray's side story, Remy's brother. But regardless, um, there wasn't much information on her character. 
Besides that, she attended Wellston during the time that Ray was a freshman, and she is currently rising in the rank ranks of the authorities, it appears. She seems to t- still be like a fledgling in the authorities. She kind of acts like that. You know, she she seems a little um tentative or you know what I mean? Like she's not very imposing, I don't think. Um, well, yeah, and um there's something just an FYI, Jenny and any of our younger listeners, there's such a thing in the corporate world and in your career known as like a stretch assignment. So it's kind of this nice idea that you're going to just like start your job and just get promoted every time you deserve one just from doing a good job. But there are sometimes things that you're going to want to do to make yourself look better to your boss, right? So you you take on things that maybe or volunteer for things that maybe were not something you would normally do. So that's the feeling. That's just like the vibe I get here is that she's like a go-getter. She wants to get promoted and she wants to, and sometimes in really big organizations, you just need to be very visible and take on these stretch assignments and these different things. Um, So that's kind of just the feeling that I got here. Right. Yeah. I do think she's a go-getter, but like in addition to that, I think there is a little bit of a disconnect between her and Valerie. Um, You know, I think there's something missing there. And I think what it is, is that Cassandra doesn't know about Vulcan. And by the way, guys, it wasn't outright confirmed, I guess, that Valerie was Vulcan. Um, there's been heavy evidence and I'm not going to repeat it cause I repeat it every episode, but if you listen to our previous episodes, I, I rant about it all the time. Like it has to be her. And we see, um, flashbacks when Valerie, um, Valerie and Cassandra are talking about, uh, the trio, Remy, Eisen and Blyke, and she has flashbacks of seeing Remy as a superhero. So we know it's practically confirmed that she's Vulcan. Well, uh, yeah. So, and I've been the devil's advocate. If you listen to any of our episodes where I'm like, okay, I hear you. I understand. We have the earrings. We have this, we have the hair, we have whatever. I understand that there was a lot of evidence that Valerie was Vulcan, but my point has always been if Valerie, who's Arlo's aunt has a barrier, how does Vulcan kill people with the fiery claws? Right. That's always been my question. That said, I have no doubt now that Valerie is Vulcan. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure because as um, Cassandra or Cassandra, whatever, is talking to Valerie about Remy and Blake, um, they she she flashes back to when she fought them. So I don't think there's any way that she's not because I think that really what is what was going on in her head. Her right. head that time. was that was like the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, Jenny, that I get the same vibe that you do that Cassandra and Valerie aren't really like close. Because obviously Cassandra doesn't know everything, but why would Val Valerie recommend her for this? Uh, well, she tells her that you know if you're expected to rise in the ranks, Cassandra, then you need to be more of a go getter. Like you said, she needs to be uh, more active, I think, and invested in her job. But why and- her though? Of all the people Valerie could have recommended, why her? Just because she went to Wilson? Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. She does have ties to Wellston. Like I said, I think she was the queen of Wellston. So, I mean, she had a high title. You know, it's pretty obvious she knew what was going on. She probably knew the intricacies of how it worked. Um, So I think it makes sense that she would be uh, communicating as a Wellston alumni to other Wellston students who are also in high positions at Wellston. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. also for plot, you know, plot reasons. <laughs> you know, just, I think it just makes sense, you know. Um, right. Anyways, I was trying to think about, I was trying to place like a timeline 
of the Wellson students and the alumni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let me just let me just break this down. Cassandra, we don't know how old she is in the sides. She, I would say she's either a junior or senior when Ray is 14. Okay, so I'd say let's say she's a senior. So she's 18 when Ray's 14. When Ray was 18, Arla was 14. Because remember we had that senior freshman talk, I think, when um oh no, was he not? I remember Ray was graduating and he was having a conversation with Arlo, but he might not have been a freshman. Arlo might have been a sophomore at that point. Yeah, you're right. Do you think think that Arlo was going to become king king as a sophomore? I don't think so. No, no, no. I think he was. I think I think that was part of his whole thing. I think that was part of his character, his characterization. He was like the youngest king to ever be like nominated or something. Because remember when we had that flashback with Blake Eisen and Arlo in the fork scene? Remember that? I think they were making fun of him because he was a sophomore, right? Yes, yes, because Eisen and Blake were freshmen and they're a year apart. Right. So that means he was a sophomore and he was king. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, He's three years younger than Ray, right? So when Arlo was 18, Ray was three years older. He would have been 21. And let's say Cassandra's four years older than Ray. She'd be 25. So that's just she, she might only be three years older than Ray if they were at school at the same time. She was a senior, Ray's a freshman. Yeah. Well, also, and I'm just going to mention this too. Um, another congruency here is that in that scene in the side story, um, when uh, Ray and what was his name? Kai? Cairo? I don't forgot his name. The guy with the ponytail. Do you remember? I always forget his name too. Okay. I always want to call him Kylo. I, yeah, I know, like the Star Wars. Okay, we're going to call him Kylo because I forgot his name. <laughs> I suck. Okay, let's say Cairo and Ray, they go and meet the royals. Cassandra walks up and uh, confronts them and talks to them and introduces herself. It's and in Cuyo. the background, It's Cuyo. It's Cuyo. Cuyo, that's right. Okay. And in the background, we see someone with light purple hair. Yes, yes. Um, but we don't get to see their face. It's a woman. That's where I thought I'm you were th- going with this. I'm yep. thinking it's Lila. Yes. And I think, and you know what, that would make sense because I'm pretty sure she went to Wellston. I don't know if that was ever confirmed though. Because I think we've seen her with different, like uh, a uniform on that was different. But I thought she went to Wellston. I think that would make sense. I've always assumed she went to Wellston. Yeah. So, So, anyways, that would make sense. I was wondering if you were going to go that direction. She would be about the same age as Lila. And you just made me really sad that that means that Ray died when he was like 21. Yeah, dude, he died young. That's I mean, really young. That's even younger than I was thinking. Yeah, I think I said he was 22. If, or 22. Yeah, no, he was 21. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really young. I didn't even think about that. I know. Like you and get- that's the thing, too. Him and uh, him and Remy are, were pretty far apart in age. And so are and so were Lila and Serafina. Pretty, What's that, pretty five far or apart six in years. Age. Yeah, that's I mean, not like oh, me and you, obviously. I wouldn't but- know. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> well, I think it's more adorable for people to be two, three, maybe four years apart. Just a little yeah. while. Not like us. And 13 years is too much. <laughs> yeah. So just to go back to what you were talking about earlier with Vulcan, I don't think it's so far-fetched to think that she could somehow change her ability, modify it so that it's no longer the barrier, that it's now the uh, fire clause. So now I'm wondering if she can transition back and forth. But well, I, don't if, know. I think we've talked about this before, but if it's like Blake's, right, where he had the little, you know, the laser fingers and now he has this little pulse thing, right? Those seem like two different things, but related. I guess if you think about if Valerie had a barrier, but maybe was able to 
kind of how it started, break the barrier apart and shoot it, right? Maybe it was something like that. I don't know. I Maybe it's the same ability. If it's not, I really don't have any explanation for that. Yeah, well, and I know we're going to get into that when we talk about next gen and um, Jane, but yeah. I feel like it's really just not that far-fetched since we already know that ability, ability modifiers exist in this universe. I just don't think it's that far-fetched. Well, and is it a modifier? It seems, well, we have amplifiers and we have dampeners. Do we have okay. modifiers? Something else I wanted to add was we also have aura manipulation in the mix somehow. Sure. And if we know anything, it kind of functions like that, it seems, with uh, yes. Vulcan's ability. We don't know, though. We don't know. It does seem like it's something completely different, though, I agree, from amplifiers and dampeners. So it doesn't function like the amplifiers do. No, we- and her ability seems – they those seem like two different things. The only person I have seen wield two different abilities, not a different version of the same ability, is John. Right. So. And it's not like she um, copied Remy's no. uh, lightning no. or anything. Yeah, no, it's not so. the same. I mean, now that said – she could have somebody she takes with her everywhere that has that ability. Yeah. I don't know, well, but why would well, that person again, fight? Well, then again, the amplifiers don't function exactly as John's abilities do either. You know, I think he only he only amplifies one aspect, and then he perfectly replicates the other four, like in the Pentagon. You know, yeah. he amplifies the highest uh, statistic of the by five. about the same by about fifty percent. We think, right? Right. So. But it looks like the amplifiers are more powerful that, than that, and it can amplify f- all, 50% for every uh, corner. So okay. whatever, de- defense, recovery, trick, power, and speed. So those are the five. So that would make sense. And you know, that's good because originally when we were talking about this and Ember like just became a thing, like Vulcan was just revealed, I was thinking like, I don't understand how this could possibly be as big of a threat as it's turning out to be because like, we have John, you know, like John could take on any of these people. And can he amp the amp? I know Eisen uh, talked about that too. But then you realize when you put the put them side by side, they can amplify all five aspects and John can amplify one aspect. That's not going right. to mean that he's going to be overwhelmed necessarily. But, you know, I just didn't think about that until recently. I was always like, dude, they could like take on the whole Ember thing. No, like, I know. Well, well, that's always you know? been the thing. Well, well, they would have never been able to get John to do it either. That I think what was standing in the way mostly was John just being a tool. You know, now that he's like kind of come down a little bit and he, he might be open to speaking with them. Um, but so speaking of Eisen, like what's with Valerie throwing Eisen under the bus? <laughs> yeah, so she knew, you know, I was wondering about that, how she knew that Eisen was there because I forgot that he actually intervened at the very end when Remy was about to get killed. Yes. Yeah. I forgot about that. And she had a flashback. I was like, oh, yeah, she did see him. But, like, he was wearing, like, a mask and everything. So I did. I was surprised that she was able to figure that well, out. Well, if she knew but, who Blake and Remy were, it wouldn't be right, very hard to figure right. out who the third you know, person was. Because you know they're probably from the same school. You know he's a high tier or elite tier. He's not a high tier. but And then that pretty much narrows it down. And you know relatively what his ability is. So I guess he was kind of effed after that. But um, yeah. And Remy just completely lost her lost her ish you know like she (laughs) she went beast mode and then her mask thing got ripped off so that that didn't work out for her right right and valerie has been has seen remy one-on-one just i know yeah as valerie and remy not as vulcan and who what's her name again nobody or x-ray no but yeah x-ray and nobody likes nobody now (laughs) that's pretty funny 
Okay, so now we're going to transition to the state of the school. So how it's changed. So it appears that Doc, Darren, is MIA. So some theories about this. Uh, I was thinking, you know, there were indications leading up to this. I think it might be multiple things. Um, There were indications leading up to this that his relationship with the headmaster was deteriorating. He wasn't agreeing with how the school was being run um, because he thought the violence was up and he was obviously having more work. So he didn't think it was um, uh, satisfactory to him. So I thought that was a part of it. Well, yeah, and he he just seems to hate children. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren just, like, hates Darren. She also hates that his ability is a nightmare and that he's a nurse. (laughs) Well, that's dumb. I mean, that's just stupid. But... (laughs) No, I relate to him very much. I'm. I can also be very old and crotchety. That's hilarious. So, um, but more importantly, when he was on his date with Lila, he mentioned that he was considering taking up a job with her in her company, which I think right. was aside. So I was wondering if maybe he took advantage of a new job opportunity over the time that John was uh, suspended or whatever. So, what do you think, Lauren? I, I had the same exact thought that he went to work for Lila. I thought that was quick, though. Like, don't you need, like, a two weeks notice? And, I mean, John was only gone, like, three weeks. So I was kind of surprised. Or was it? Yeah, was it he must longer? have done it right about that same time. Now, yeah, he could have got fired or could have walked out. But I think if he was going to walk out, he would have done it before then. Yeah, I see, I was trying to think about if you walked out, I think that would mean that, you know, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? And I feel like it should have been during like the season one finale when John just beat up all those high tiers or oh, like, yeah. oh, or, like yeah. any other time. Like, I don't know because John was gone. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the problem was, you know, not that there aren't problems when John's not there, but I'm just saying. I know. That's why I think he probably did go work with Lila. Yeah. I mean, good for him. I feel like that's a good idea kind of sucks he never said goodbye like to john because like weren't they were kind of like buddy buddy bro like i don't, I don't think know. it'll be the last time we see darren i just don't No, he's gonna be working with lila and we know lila's in the picture now with seraphina with seraphina and which john we're gonna Zara. get into our friends again so yeah yeah um and it looks like remy and the others are continuing to help the mid-tiers and the low tiers it looks like she's bringing more uh mid-tiers or elite tiers i guess into the fold to help out the other kids so that's nice I just thought I'd mention that. So it looks like there is uh, improvement coming to Wellston. Um, Blake was suspended, I guess, for having amplifiers on his person. And what we know about that is he'll be back next week. You know, the only question I have about that, I know one of the amplifiers broke. It was put in a Ziploc bag by Keen and then it was given to the headmaster. And then Blake confirmed that that was his he clarified that what happened um i'm wondering if he still has some because i know i think he had more than one there were two i think he had two so i'm wondering if he turned in the other one i think he did wasn't he thinking about turning it in he was he was i remember he was in the bathroom and he was holding one up um before he had that confrontation with john um he was like you know like oh am i gonna take this or am i gonna turn it in but, I mean, he only had that one on him, and that was the same one that was crushed. So I'm wondering where the other one went, you know? I don't know. He might have had it in his pocket. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, I guess you can't really get away with anything because the headmaster will know now because he's aware that the amplifiers exist in the school or had existed. Right. So if Blake is suddenly a 
7.5. Like, he's going to know, so he can't really get away with anything. I would love uh, Blake as a 7.5. Mm, you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? Wow. So, you know, there's really, there's limitations to a person's ability and potential, but their mastery can always change. And we've seen that with Blake, you know, and John. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. funny how John, you know, is like his arch nemesis, but he's learning like everything from him. Um, and anyways, he's, he, he needs to get his pinkies. Uh, he needs to get the beam shooting out of his pinkies because instead of having 10 fingers, he has eight. But John has the pinkies, so I'm waiting for him to get the all ten. Like it really bothers me when his pinkies aren't lighting up and all of his other fingers are. You know, it's like listen. Let me tell you because from how I type, you don't need pinkies. No, but you do when you're fighting people to the death. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know what I was thinking though? I just considered what if he gets them out of his eyes, like laser eyes, dude. It's like all the same. You know, sure. like I mean, Superman. If I, I don't know. I don't know how much more mastery and improvement he can have just because he's had exactly. So you know, much yeah, already. I was just considering that. You know, like how how much farther can we go from here? I just think that would be cool. You know, I think it'd be terrifying. You know, to have a kid who can just shoot lasers out of his eyes. But I think that would be a cool um, step in character progression and sure. development. I just thought that'd be cool. All right. Um, yeah, and Eisen's around. Well, anything else you want to say about Blake and his living situation? Yeah, so I'm wondering when, if John's going to move back in with Blake. Honestly, that's so awkward right now. I think they need to talk first. Do you think, do you think Blake, when John left, went back into the apartment? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, why leave it empty for three weeks? I know. I think he probably did. So John's just going to like show up. It's going to be so awkward. he He didn't move back in. You know why? Because he's home. He's suspended. Oh, you're right. Oh, he's been suspended the same time John has. I wonder if he's yeah. been suspended longer than him. I don't think we know. It sounds like it sounds like it's like a month because he has another week. So wow. it sounds like he had a month. Wait, let's compare. Let's compare the uh, the the consequences of their actions. What did John do again? John beat up Serafina. Is that why he was gone? Or he? Well, I mean, or is it everything that just built up and that's why he left? Yeah, I, I think really it, I think it was everything, and, and I Serafina think he, was kind of the 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 hay that or whatever. Yeah, okay, straw the the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, I keep using that metaphor. Okay, that makes sense. And then Blake just had an amplifier, and he gets a longer sentence. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that makes sense. Well, that's you know? like a legal substance. A legal substance. That's like you come to school with like heroin. Yeah. Well, think about when Serafina had the book. You know, that right. was same thing. That book. was a month, and that was a month. So I think that's actually pretty consistent. Yeah, and they don't care about violence, so it makes sense that John's right. back soon. Exactly, <laughs> we don't care about violence unless you amplify your ability for violence. If you just have a very high ability for violence, it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It's not bad. You so already far. have a violent ability. It's okay. Yeah, you okay. can't just There's make your ability world. more violent. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, now, Serafina is she in trouble? So mm. we, it was very brief. But it appears that she had a meeting with Arlo that John came into late. Well, Arlo was already gone. But Serafina like began talking like Arlo had returned when it was really John. She said, Arlo, it's fine. I'll figure something out. And then she was cut off by John. So I'm wondering what could have possibly happened that would cause even Arlo to worry about her? <laughs> like, that's my question. So the last we saw of Serafina was she was responding to a call. Um, by an unknown number, but I think I'd hazard a guess that it was either Terrence 
or by association, Lila. Mm-hmm. You know, as we know, she's beginning her, whatever you want to call it, service to her sister and to Zedisai, I guess. So I'm wondering if uh, it has something to do with that. Um, so what do you think? Do you think there's something wrong with her ability? Do you think it's, do you think there's going to be, um, what do you want to, I don't know, a hampering on her ability or limitations now on her ability that there weren't before? I think that it's, I think it's definitely to do with her ability. I mean, the last we really saw of her, we haven't seen her use her ability since she fought John, right? Yeah, she will. She, at that time she had mentioned to John, she was like, I'm going to beat the crap out of you if you, uh, if you right. do anything right. bad. Right, so we know, we know she had her ability after that because she was very confident that right. she would she be had, there. She had a lot of confidence. And right. then she got the call. She got the call after that, though. So what if Terrence was like, uh, you know, just to let you know there were some strings attached. You know, like, I hope it wasn't like that. Well, yeah, so now that we're talking about it a little more, maybe it's not to do with her ability. Maybe it's that call. Maybe they're asking her to do something very difficult and... She doesn't want to do it. She was talking to Arlo about it. I don't think it's that. I, I think Arlo does care more than you would think he does. Um, I know. I was kind of kidding. He just hides it very well. He protected Serafina while she was a cripple. Um, he yeah, went. He was very protective at the uh, meeting with Lila, too. Yes, I he went this. with her to he that. Would not, of yeah, course. he would not, like, step away even from their conversations. So that was nice. Yeah, you know, I love, I'm living for Arlo's character development, dude. I got to say, out of all the characters, Besides maybe Serafina herself, I think Arlo's had a lot of development. Well, you know what? The difference between Serafina and Arlo is that Serafina was indifferent to the hierarchy. Arlo was actively supporting the hierarchy. Yeah, until he wasn't at the top. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's true. I just how, how how big of a dummy do you have to be? to attack someone who's stronger than you like he's really like you need to be in your place and then he's like well i'd be king and then arlo's like you can't do that <laughs> it's like oh it didn't go your way oh man that's so it's too bad let me get the world's smallest violin to play yeah i mean so the similarity between sarah and arlo there is that they both got very humbled before they and and john now too right Arlo Arlo did a crap thing and got dethroned for it. Um, Sarah lost her ability that she like kind of took for granted, didn't really use, didn't take her quote unquote rightful place. And then John, his ability kind of took over his mind, probably because of, you know, the mental manipulation that the authorities did to him in the readjustment classes. And now he's maybe changing. So, you know, it's, it's good, but it, it took really, really difficult things to get to make this happen. Right. I really think John's contribution, though it was obviously violent, I think it's kind of underappreciated, really. I mean, he really did change the entire structure pretty much in the school. I mean, it's still obviously a hierarchy, but I mean, he changed people's mindsets, things that had been ingrained in their minds since, you know, God knows how long, since they've had their abilities, since their abilities manifested, you know, um, you know, and the the fact that he changed Arlo, I think, is a really big right. job because you know, if anyone is like the prime tool of the hierarchy, it would be Arlo. You know, and that's another similarity between Arlo and Serafina. Like they were both just tools of the hierarchy. You know, they were just going through the motions. They were puppets. You know, and they didn't even realize it. You know. Yep. So, anyways, um, and the last thing I have for the state of the school thing is that we have the return of 
John and Serafina shenanigans and John's goofy attitude, like how he almost missed his flight. I love that. That was that, cute. That that cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> Just like typical. We haven't seen that in so I long. Know. We haven't seen that in like three years. <laughs> yeah, like like goofy John. Yeah, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Oh, so how did you think about John's hairstyle? So, you know, we have been talking lately about how the white bubble John was not really the real John. And I think Serafina mentioned this. It was a facade because he wasn't accepting his real self. He was um, ignoring and neglecting his ability. And even though he had, I think his intentions were in the right place, it was it was just a toxic thing to do. It wasn't it was destructive and ultimately it led to, you know, you know what it led to, violence and chaos. Mm-hmm. So um I was thinking that the white bubble John wasn't really the real John. You know, it was he was fake. You know, he had this I think he his passion was still mm-hmm. there, his confidence was real, but it's just like that that attitude just wasn't right, you know. And I think Honestly, and that's how I think Arlo figured out that John wasn't oh, yeah. real, really crippled, because you don't act like that when you're a cripple. So I thought that was interesting. No, because John that, knew if, you know, the shit hit the fan that he could destroy anybody that was beating him up, really. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting that John, that Arlo of all people was the first one to realize, the most observant person to realize that uh, John was pretty much fake. I think Arlo, I, mean, I think Arlo is observant. Yeah. So, uh, and then Black Bubble John. We still have Black Bubble John, so that never changed. I guess that makes sense because the color of your bobble, um, I guess, distinguishes, I mean, your hair color, but I think also your ability. So I think it kind of indicates that he's, I guess, taken on that role where his abilities. uh, Yeah, he's still his authentic person with his authentic ability. Yeah. But your your point is not, we're not... You're not here to talk about speech bubbles. I know what you want to talk about. Yeah. So I figure that when John learns to accept himself as he is, as the person he is, and as the ability user he is, I was considering that we were going to have some kind of neutral way, some kind of symbolism to indicate that that neutral standpoint that he's now taking because he's no longer white bubble john you know perfect helmet hair john and he's no longer that abusive violent one at new boston and with no gel and it looks like uru chan decided to represent that by uh making his hair half gelled so i don't know if you noticed that i don't think i'm making that up i think that's literally what it looks like I didn't, it looks I didn't a little more that. it looks a little more spiky than it usually is like he attempted to comb it down but he failed you know (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not um i'm not as invested in john's hair as other people are i literally saw it immediately because i knew something had to change i figured something was going to be different and that's what it was i'm not i'm not really obsessed with it i think i'd rather him have crazy hair um but i understand the symbolism behind it that he's um somewhat tethered now and anchored and grounded but at the same time, he's also willing, I think, to use his ability and impose on people his power in order to uh, maintain stability, I think. That's what I'm thinking was kind of the point of that. Anyways, yeah, symbolism, yay. All right, next up, we're going to talk about John's mom and Next Gen. So 
it was even now it's it wasn't even stated outright that it was John's mom, but it's pretty much confirmed. Uh, we know her name is Jane. Yes. So. Can I just can I just point out a huge miss by us that we never guessed her name? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm upset. We never even that. tried to. But if we put one scintilla of thought into it, you're we right. You're right. Out. Oh yeah. But anyways, our prediction was correct though. I I don't yeah. know if I said this. Lauren knows because we we call all the time and we'll just have like two hour co- like chats about an ordinary sometimes. It makes me upset that like we didn't record it and like talk about it like we've in a better. pod. We've been better but, about waiting until we record now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just like you'll like start talking about. It. I'm just like shut up. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, She'll call me to tell me to read the episode and then not talk about it. Not let me talk about it when I do. Yeah, I'll just be like, read the episode and I'll hang up and I won't even say goodbye. <laughs> you know, we're very invested like that. But anyways, um, I don't know if I ever said this online. It doesn't really matter. I just think it'd be pretty cool if it was on Spotify, you know, dated a couple years ago where I was like, John's mom has gold eyes because John's father and John are identical with the exception of their eye color. Hence, John must have inherited his eye color from his other side, a.k.a. his mother. Was that, And, you know, I know that's not exactly – I've taken biology. I know that's not exactly how um, – uh, hereditary features work, but I figured that was how Uruchan was going to go about it. Yeah, so, no, I, uh, I think you did say it. I think you said it. And I think it was very recently on or very recently, very recent yeah. speculation. And I, that's what I think that was one thing I thought about Vulcan was also her gold eyes. Like they were seemed to be like very emphasized in in the uh, in the art in the yes. artwork that well, she. That's was why you were thinking you you were thinking for a while that maybe John and Arlo had the same mom. Yeah, I thought that would be cool. Okay, I know it's weird, but it would still be kind of cool if they were like cousins or whatever. And John's estranged from his mom. We knew that. It's still like that. I mean, it's not the way we thought, but, you know, no, I know. Well, I thought it would be cool. I thought she was just off somewhere, not wanting to be a mom, or she was dead. I did not think she was institutionalized. No, I didn't think she was dead because I'm pretty sure Uwe Chan mentioned her. And, you know, I think that would just be a loss, really. Because think about it, like, John's ability had to come from somewhere, you know, and I feel like regardless of whether she's a cripple or a high tier, it's probably one or the other, right? She either was going to be a cripple or a high tier. Right. But like that my argument is if she was a cripple, then William was hiding an ability. I did not think they were both cripples. Okay. That would have been, okay. Let's just talk about it for a second. That would have been so freaking cool if that was the revelation. If somehow John figured out, it was revealed that Jane was a cripple the whole time. And then John, you know, the reader has to ask the question. The audience comes to the conclusion, wait a minute, where did John's ability come from? Like that would have just would have been so dope. I know. I really, I I did kind of want that, but I'm, so definitely William has not known where Jane was. He hired Simon, who seems to be some sort of private investigator to go find her. So that means John didn't know either. Um, I don't think John even had any inkling because it seems like maybe her ability drove her insane. And I think maybe if John knew that, he might have tried even harder to not let his ability drive him insane. You think you think Jane's ability drove her insane? You I think, think this she- is like an you think it's an insane asylum? I think it's some kind of I think it was like we were talking about with um John. Uh we one of our previous episodes it was about Ember and John and how it, um the rehabilitation sessions that he was doing, the uh, readjustment classes that he was taking uh, between his time in New Boston and then Wellston. During that time, he was experimented on because we knew the amplifiers came sometime after 
those sessions sometime after John had been in the custody of the authorities and we knew the authorities were connected to Ember. So uh, I was wondering if those amplifiers were connected to ore manipulation, John's ability. And hence I thought they would target Jane Doe because her ability I as likely I would say aura manipulation and therefore, that's how they're getting the amplifiers. They're getting the amplifiers somehow. Yeah, I think our, that would have I been mean, a good option. Yeah, I think you definitely have said on air, and if you haven't, you certainly said it to me, and I'll testify to it, that she was going to have white eyes and gold hair, and you nailed that. We said that she probably had aura manipulation because we have a couple of instances of family members like Ray and Remy, and then Lila and her mom, and uh, I mean, not Lila, Serafina and her mom, and maybe Lila too, uh, that, that have some sort of like time manipulation ability. So we've seen this, that families and, oh, and we have Valerie and Arlo that have a barrier. So there's a few instances of people having the same ability. So I think, I think it stands to reason that William actually is a cripple. Jane has an aura manipulation ability. And I think we were on a very interesting track when we, when we, um, you know, did our timeline and tried to figure out if, John, while he was in the readjustment classes, if people used him and studied him and, you know, I guess experimented on him to figure out how to use his aura manipulation for, um, for these, I guess, probably the amplifiers, maybe the dampeners, but certainly the amplifiers, right? Um, so I think how it started with Jane is, I think it probably started as she probably submitted to some sort of help whether it's mental or physical, something along those lines to help her. And then people might've figured out that this is a very interesting ability and we can't, we can't pass up the opportunity to study it. Yeah. And, you know, we were just talking, I think right before we started recording is that it could have been a potential plot hole that William would just now be investigating where his wife is, but that would make sense then. If she was in a mental facility, there was no concern because she was being taken care of. It wasn't like some malicious, you know, facility trying to investigate her ability or experiment on her. So I think that makes sense if maybe learning about John and his relationship with Keon, what happened between them and how he was abused, because William did realize that his son was abused mentally. Maybe that raised concerns for him. And maybe that's why he started to investigate. That, I didn't. I didn't connect those two things. But you're right. That would make a lot of sense. That he figured out that um, John was basically being tortured by Keon, where Keon was re- mm-hmm. replaying the memories over and over of all the bad things he did, with the idea of, you know, we. And I think maybe to some extent, I, don't, I think Keon's a douche, but I think maybe to some extent, it's an interesting idea. Don't let this person forget why they're here and that they've done bad things, so that they don't do bad things in the future. Generally, it kind of makes sense. Um, but of course all that did was super traumatize them given PTSD and probably a ton of other things that, you know, I'm not a psychologist that I don't understand. Um, so it does make sense that William would find that out, but, and then hire a PI though. I mean, I don't think, I don't know that William would have been the one or been privy to her going into a place like that, because I think if she got moved or something, he would have been suspicious before that. So I think probably she maybe said, uh, you know, maybe she's, maybe they just broke up. Maybe they well, were never married. We don't know that they were married. Maybe well, they just broke up and she went off. And then he had the thought of, 
you know, I wonder if she ended up in a similar situation and couldn't get out. Right. We don't know. But, you know, with that line of logic, that line of thought, you could also apply that to John's circumstances. I mean, why did, you know, John's like threatening his father and he knows that there's something going on in New Boston. You know, why did he never take action then either? You know, I just, it's kind of weird. Like William seems very passive almost when it comes to these things. Like, I don't understand why he never realized that something was wrong with John. Yeah. I don't think he totally knew. I don't think he totally knew where, where Jane went or what she was doing. I, I don't think he did. He wouldn't have had to hire a PI to figure it out. And he certainly wouldn't have been surprised. Right. I think either way, um, whether there is a connection between like Jane Doe and what's happening with her and John Doe, um, regardless, I think he's realized that there's, there's malicious things going on in high places, I think, is what uh, the realization is. Absolutely. And, you know, something else I wanted to say about their names, it kind of reminds me of like, isn't John like literally the male definition of like Jane? Like, aren't yeah, they like yeah, the same yeah. name? Yes. It kind of reminds me of how your middle name is dad's name. It's Michelle. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was kind of funny. And also I wanted to mention, I feel like there's some symbolism there. If you think about it, like hang with me here. I looked up the definition of Jane Doe and John Doe. And I know they're used as a placeholder for a person whose identity is either unknown or quote unquote intentionally concealed. So I thought it'd be, I thought it's kind of cool when you put them side by side and you see those parallels where John had been going undercover in Wellston this whole time and he was concealing his identity with this this facade of being a low tier. And then similarly, Jane Doe also seems to have been physically concealed away in a facility for malicious purposes, as I'm sure we will see. So I thought that was kind of just like a, a comparison I wanted to make. Um, now, next gen is the last thing I wanted to talk about real quick. So really, there aren't very many of uh uh mentions of next gen up until like the most recent chapter chapter um what we know is pretty limited um it appears that they are partners of the company that seraphina's father works for because we know that seraphina herself attempted to get an internship there to the pressure of her mother but was declined only for them to continue their hiring freeze and besides that, it also appears that their research lab equipment had been stolen and that they specialize in some kind of ability uh, experimentation, I guess. So now it appears that NextGen is associated with the authorities, as indicated by, as Lauren mentioned, the uh, PI, the private investigator. So this link between Serafina's family and the authorities... It seems to exist. And, you know, it's not particularly surprising to me when you consider their personalities. And we don't know the father that much, but, I mean, you can you can guess. I mean, whoever Serafina's mom married, like, come on. Like, <laughs> he's going to be just like her. Right well, now. and I think he was privy to this idea of while our daughter is suspended, we're going to give her homework every day. Oh, I'm sure. I don't yeah, think I'm that sure. was just the mom. And the, the kind of person that would do that, you got fill in the blanks all you want. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't think he protested that at all. No. But anyways, I feel like their attitudes regarding the hierarchy and the power system um, are very in line, you know, with, you know, in line, literally. Like, sure. Because the they're, they're a leader God tier or something. Right. Right. So I, they both kind of exude that like narcissistic arrogance and the infatuation with the power. And, you yeah, know, and we see that with how they pressured Serafina to be above everyone as well as her sister to the point that she 
cracked and left for some reason. So it's no surprise to me that they would be pro hierarchy. So anyways, uh, as we said before to like, just rehearse our previous theory in our Ember John episode, we believe that John had been experimented on by the authorities during those readjustment sessions, unbeknownst to John, I guess is what we were thinking um, to better understand his aura manipulating abilities and use that data to then develop ability amplifiers, which is essentially what his ability itself does, which would then be used by Ember, one of the arms of the authorities. Um, and, you know, we didn't, I don't think we really perfectly connected next gen to the puzzle. Um, we were suggesting that next gen, or at least I was, had been maybe ransacked and their technology had been stolen by Ember, but it's possible that they just had been working together this whole time. Yeah. I mean, next gen could be another, next gen could be another arm of the authorities like Ember is for all we know. Right. So I I guess like the whole ransacking and stolen equipment thing might've just been a, a, a facade. I don't know. Just like a just maybe the news coverage was just wrong. I don't well, know. Maybe like, it's a maybe it's a plausible deniability thing. If it ever came out later that their stuff was being used um, by Ember, they could say we didn't give it to Ember. They must have they must have been. The oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of just an odd thing that you know they were working this whole time together and it was like oh yeah. no they stole our stuff. <laughs> but now our thinking is it goes back further than that. It wasn't John they were studying. It was Jane. You're right. Yeah. I wonder if it's just Jane then. That's I mean, I, I doubt there's very many aura manipulating abilities, but I mean, that's what I think. I don't think they were. I, I think we had it. I'll say it. I think we had it wrong. I don't think it was John that they studied during the adjustment classes and then created this stuff from there. Right. I think they had Jane. And I think but we were ca- right. We were right that it was no well, coincidence. We, we were right know. that it was, was no coincidence that, that aura there's manipulation- an amplifier. And yes. a person who can amplify? I know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we knew that from the get-go. We're taking some leaps. We're taking some leaps. We don't know for sure that Jane has aura manipulation, right? Um, right. And, but, it, you know, and we didn't – I don't think we really thought that Next Gen was operating with malicious intent or whatever. I didn't – I never really – I mean, I guess I considered that, but I didn't see how it fit together because their stuff was stolen. That just totally threw me for a loop. Oh, you definitely – you have been wondering about both Next Gen and Zeta Psy. Like, who would create these things? I know. It still bothers me that Lila calls them cool little gadgets when they dampen people's abilities. That's practically domestic terrorism in this. Like, cool little, like, that'd be on the black market, honey. Like, that's not going on the market, you know, for like well, maybe, anyone to buy. You know, maybe they have a couple different lines. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like they don't do amplifiers. I'm thinking, I'm not sure. I think that she left. I wonder if she had knowledge of next gen since her father seemed to work with them and she might have gone into the workforce with him on next gen side as their partners. I'm wondering if she realized maybe that something was wrong, that something, you know, didn't add up, that there's something malicious going on. And in addition to her parents, you know, being oppressive, um, essentially, she might have also left because of that toxic right. work environment and those, it, yeah, it those might horrible be. things that they were doing to people. Maybe she did realize that. And, you know, maybe that's what she's going to talk about with Serafina because she hasn't really discussed it yet, you know, because um, Serafina was always asking her, you know, these questions like, 
you know, why do you do what you do? And she's like, well, you need to sign up with us, you know, for, for yeah. a trial. No, I think, um, you know, I think you make a really good point, Jen, with her leaving and her joining Zeta Psy may be totally and completely related. Yeah, like because it seems that Zeta Psy is operating almost to combat um, the authorities or uh, Ember, or at least to the extent that um, her uh, branch does. Because we know it's divided now because look at that, the hier- hierarchical power mindset you know, infiltrated ZSI and now everyone's operating under different goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it seems like originally, like that was the goal. It was to almost like to create these dampeners to counter the amplifiers almost. Maybe, maybe they were pre- defending superheroes. I'm not sure, right. but um, we're going to see more about it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited that I was, I was, we were dead on about the ability amplifiers and aura manipulation being connected. It's, that's it's not really confirmed good. yet, but it's pretty, it's I think it's good. pretty obvious. And that yeah. seemed wacky at the time. I think when we first started talking about it, I don't know if I brought it up or you brought it up, but even the person who brought it up, I, it might, I think it might've been me. Even I was like, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud that I think they studied John and the amplifiers came directly from him. And I'm like, but maybe. Well, I called John and Arlo cousins, so <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. Okay. I win. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I don't really have much else to say. I think um, also it's interesting too that Lila and Cassandra were like in school together at the same time and potentially Royals together. So I think it's interesting to see two Wellston alumni be almost like competitors of sorts. You know, one with the authorities and one with ZSI. And I'm wondering, you know, if there's going to be a big showdown in the end, maybe they're going to go up against each other. And I think that'd be cool because you got like, you know, this next level. Because we've only talked about these 17 and 18 year olds, but it'd be cool if there's like this next level of, you know, individuals fighting. I always think about them doing it when they are a little older, when they are out of Wellston. But I do kind of forget about the other people. Oh, you know what? Maybe Kuyo is going to take on Cassandra. I think it's a definite possibility. I think, I think that's cool. Or, yeah, he has or to he's op- going to end up. He's going to end up dead. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering who's going to end up dead. I feel like someone's got to die, right? Like yeah. this has to end with someone dying. You know, and like I, I say with Harry Potter, you got to yes. get someone, one person in the inner circle at least. Exactly. You go, I- when you go from the outside in a little bit, in a little bit, in a little bit, and you know, the only person who's died, her name was like. It was like Layla or Lalila or something like that. It was a weird name like that. And she died and they watched her die, the trio, because Vulcan killed her. Right. So I think that's her first instance. There's someone on the outside. We oh, barely Ray. knew them. Ray died There's before one- that. Ray. Okay, yeah. Ray. I forgot about Ray. Ray was a big one. No, no. What what but- Jenny's talking about, and the reason we talk about Harry Potter sometimes with this is because A, I'm obsessed. And B, um, she ooh, freaking throws stuff in there, right? Eisen was like, who is here? He who must not be named. Come on, come on! Direct Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Who says that? Who right? <laughs> nobody says that? Um, so there's that. But what um, what J.K. Rowling did was her, you know, the first death that we really observe is the, a, a, a random student who he's not very close with. Then it becomes a family member who he really hasn't known for very long, and then it's the you know the headmaster, and then it's a ton of people. So J.K. Rowling introduced this idea of kind of introducing the audience to to deaths very slowly. Um, and so I do tend to wonder, wonder Jenny, if you're right, if she's going to follow that, if Uruchan's going to follow that path here. Yeah. And it looks like, um, 
the authorities are closing in on the Wellston kids. We've seen this on mul- multiple things. I mean, uh, not just with the trio, but also it appears from, um, what's her face? Claire's clairvoyance or whatever. She uh, interpreted that someone is going to be meeting John, confronting John at Wellston. We saw that uh, flashback pretty recently, except she never told anyone. So it's like, it's going to be like dramatic irony, I guess, which I don't really like that. You know, I don't really like dramatic irony like that. You know, no one's going to know about it except us like this whole time. Yeah. I thought it would be more. I think it was I thought it was pretty important. I'm kind of upset that that was never um, never handled. That was never settled. You know, seems kind of important, but whatever. You know, I guess I can't really blame her. You know, she felt like she was abused by John, you know, and I think really she was. Um, but, you know, I thought that was kind of important. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see how this goes. It looks like things are really amping up. Um, uh, amping up. I said amping. Uh, <laughs> I meant ramping up. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't even noticed that. Um, yeah, I really hope. I don't know. Who do you think is gonna die? If someone's gonna die, who do you think? I don't think the headmaster's gonna die. Let's talk. Let, let's talk about it on our next spec. What about our next spec? Let's talk about who. Let's speculate on who's gonna die in our next speculation. Yeah. I, you know, you got to think about it a little bit. I mean, you can probably figure it out. I mean. Uh, yeah, I'll make some guesses. I'll yeah. make some guesses. All right, let's wrap it up before an hour this time. Yeah, you're right. And then I think we're going to do another episode where we just talk about what we want from season two as a whole, I think. Like. The second well, half I'm of not going to say two. anything. Like, confrontations we want, character development we want, who do you want to die? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyways, um, so to conclude this, uh, you can find me on um, Instagram. You can DM me at uh, An Ordinary Sisters Podcast. Uh, we're also on, at, on Twitter at An Ordinary Pod One. Uh, so you can reach out anytime. Also, Gmail is An Ordinary Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear your comments. If you want us to, if you're theorizing about anything and you want to offer your, your comments about it, and maybe we can speculate on that, that would be good. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks, Thanks for guys. tuning in. See you guys in like a little bit. I think we'll probably do one more episode before the season returns and maybe probably not that much more. I mean, yeah. we kind of cover we covered a lot. You know, even in this even in this episode, I feel like we just condensed pretty much everything we've ever talked about, really. A lot. I mean, we brought a, a lot. lot. Back. We got a lot. We got a lot back, yeah. Because we kept saying like, well, you know, in this episode, this episode, this episode. So it kind of all is interconnected and ties together. So thanks for tuning in, guys. See you you around. Bye.